How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey there, Disney Files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Ladies and gentlemen, the President will now be here to answer any questions. Uh, well, thank you all for coming. I, I do have time for a couple of questions. Over here, Mr. Uh, President. 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 Mr. President. Mr. President. Over here. Mr. President. Mr. President. Uh, you. Yeah, you there. Stackers from CNN. The people want to know, what is the best Disney song? That's all the time I have for today. Thank you very much. Mr. Mr. President, you, you, can't, you can't walk away from this. Mr. Mr. President. Greetings and welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I am Will. And on this show we will be breaking each animated Disney classic down, song by song, in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? What is the best Disney song, Stackers? <laughs> Actually, no, don't don't say that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> we worked it out last week. It's Iago's breakup song with Jafar. I still don't know the name I of. genuinely cannot wait to get to that one day. <laughs> That, oh, that can right. become our theme song. Yeah. Do you remember, I don't remember how it goes. Do you remember how it goes? Uh, no, but it, it, it's kind of like a – It's from my, from memory, it's kind of like it's ti- you're timeless to me from Hairspray. It's that sort of vibe. I'm just picturing that in the voice of – what's his name? A voice, Diago? Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. I went with Jeremy Joffrey's in my head. <laughs> it's, close. It's, like, it's Jeremy it's Joffrey's <laughs> King of uh, King's Landing. I don't know. <laughs> All your Game of Thrones people out there. Yeah, Stuckers, how you been? I've been good. Yeah. Um, I've watched two movies this week, uh, Pinocchio and Tenet. <laughs> Two very uh, similar themed movies. <laughs> and I can tell you now, I still don't know. It's one of, Tenet was one of those movies where I kept thinking, it's okay, at one, one point something will happen where I'll understand, like everything will just make sense. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I had a very similar thought watching Pinocchio. So. <laughs> no, I um I really enjoyed Tenet, but I was like, I enjoyed watching it. But at the same as you, I came out of it and I was like, I have no idea what I just watched. But it's, it's very entertaining still. It's, was somewhat. it though? It was so much. It was just like three hours of exposition. Is yeah, I mean. okay. Fair enough. I, I really enjoyed the action in it. But mm. um, yeah, now that I think about it, it makes up not uh, not much of the movie. So yeah, no. it's a lot of Michael Caine talking like this. And, <laughs> and he's in it for like five seconds <laughs> yeah. just because it's... Because I think he's actually contractually yeah. obliged to be in every Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely not in my top three, but... Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Fair my, enough. My partner, Tim, loved it. So, you know. Oh, that's whatever. it. We, we stand Tim. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, cool. Well, I haven't actually watched. I, I've only watched Pinocchio this week, apart from MasterChef. So, oh yeah, yeah. There you go, guys. A little bit the of Pinda got immunity. Yeah. Um, is that who you've got in the sweep? That it I'm is running? who I've got yes, in the sweep. Excellent. There who we go. Oh, yours was oh, awesome. mine. Was the first one out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so... Yeah, so today we're talking about Pinocchio. Um, all right. So tell us about Pinocchio, Stackers. What do we need to know? All right, Pinocchio came out in 1940. It was the second full-length animated feature by Disney. The music was by Lee Harline, lyrics by Ned Washington, and score by Paul J. Smith and Lee Harline, who also did the score for Snow White. Uh, In the cast, we've got Dick Jones as Pinocchio, Cliff Edwards as Jiminy Cricket, Christian Rubb as Geppetto, and Evelyn Venable as the Blue Fairy. Um, Cliff Edwards was also Jim Crow in Dumbo, which is coming up fairly shortly. Um, Synopsis for those of you who haven't seen it or haven't seen it since they were a fetus. When the woodworker Geppetto (laughs) sees a falling star, he wishes that the puppet he just finished, Pinocchio, would become a real boy. In the night, the Blue Fairy grants Geppetto's wish and asks Jiminy Cricket to serve as the wooden boy's conscience. But the naive and trusting Pinocchio falls into the clutches of the wicked... Honest John. Is that his name? Yeah, his name is Honest John, which tells you everything you need to know about him. Is that the kid that turns into a donkey? No, that's the the fox. Oh, it's a fox. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Who leads him astray to the sinful Pleasure Island. (laughs) Keep that in mind, people. Pleasure Island. Will, you will understand the joke in a minute. Okay. (laughs) On the the island, Pinocchio turns... uh, finds out that uh, everyone is turning into a donkey and halfway through his transformation, he leaves the island, rescues Geppetto from the belly of a whale and upon returning home is transformed transformed into a real boy by the Blue Fairy. So, you know, your standard coming-of-age story. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so uh, this, is my, this is a new segment that I'm introducing. <laughs> okay, here we go. Which is uh, the original story. So all of these... Um, Disney movies were based on a story, mostly by the brother, Brothers Grimm, mm-hmm. except for Pinocchio. So my Brothers Grimm anthology is useless in this situation. Um, but I thought it's actually really fascinating to discover what was in the original stories and how far removed the Disney movies are. So I thought to um, keep it interesting, I would write that up for you in my own words and email it to you five seconds before we hit record yes. so you have no idea what's coming. Yes. So, Will, if you would like to enlighten our listeners, what happens in the original Pinocchio? Okay, I am just pulling it up now. Do not open until it's time, like Rafiki. Well done, yes, okay. <laughs> Pinocchio original doc. Okay. <clears throat> In the original story by Carlo Collidi, Pinocchio begins as a lump of talking wood that is gifted to Geppetto. <laughs> as soon as Geppetto finishes making the puppet, Pinocchio kicks him in the face. <laughs> Geppetto rewards this by teaching him how to walk. Being the shithead he is, Pinocchio then uses his power to jump out of a window and run away. Geppetto eventually gets him back and is then sent to prison because the townspeople think Pinocchio is the victim. I'm not making this up. (laughs) A talking cricket tells Pinocchio he's been a shithead and to go to school, to which Pinocchio tells the cricket to leave him alone so he can kill baby birds. The cricket keeps chirping at Pinocchio, so he does the logical thing and smashes him dead with a hammer. (laughs) The tale of Jiminy Cricket. Then Pinocchio burns his feet off on a heater. (laughs) 
<laughs> your face is just beautiful. I, I am. <laughs> but wait, there's uh, more. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, there is more. Okay. <laughs> Geppetto comes home and rewards the newly limbless Pinocchio by offering him the pears he was going to eat for breakfast the next day. Pinocchio very graciously demands that his father peel the fruit with a knife. After inhaling the pears, Pinocchio throws a tantrum that there's no more food and demands Geppetto make him new feet and clothes for school and buy a textbook. Geppetto is dirt poor, so naturally Pinocchio makes him sell his coat in the middle of winter so he can buy Pinocchio new swag. <laughs> Leaving his father to die of hypothermia, Pinocchio ditches school and pawns off the textbook so he can get a ticket for a puppet show. The puppet guy gives him five gold pieces for some reason, and then he runs into a fox and a blind cat. The bir- a bird flies down to give Pinocchio good advice, only to be swiftly eaten by the blind cat. The cat and the fox tell Pinocchio to go to some field to get rich. The ghost of the dead cricket tells him to go home. Pinocchio tells him to get squashed. Dear me. The cat and fox try to mug him, so Pinocchio bites off the cat's hand and runs away to find a house of literally dead people. The cat and fox then hang him by the neck from a tree and he dies. (laughs) And that is alarmingly not the end of this story. Dear me. (laughs) The dead person in the house, who is also a fairy, sends a bird to release him and he unfortunately comes back to life. The fairy gives him some medicine and he, surprise, surprise, cracks the shits and refuses to drink it. So a bunch of rabbits show up with a coffin to take him away. (laughs) He freaks out and drinks the medicine, which pisses off the bunnies who leave in a huff. He then tells her a bunch of lies, which makes his nose grow. So he sends a bunch of woodpeckers. She sends a bunch of woodpeckers to peck it off. Then Pinocchio goes to jail. Full stop. Then he meets a a big snake. Then he gets caught in the chicken trap. Then he nearly dies again. Then he gets taken hostage by a peasant plucker. Then Pinocchio rides on the back of a pigeon to find his father in the middle of the ocean. So Pinocchio sees Geppetto's little boat swallowed by a giant whale and jumps into the ocean to swim to save him. Then stuff happened and he meets the dead girl slash blue fairy who now is a woman. Mm -hmm. And she finally goes through the whole, if you want to be a man, you need to learn to be good thing. And full-on adopts Pinocchio. So with the exception of the adoption, that's what happens in the first, like, four minutes yeah. of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then someone mistakes... Uh, sorry, where, where did I go to? Did uh, I mistake, yeah, more yeah. stuff happens and Pinocchio gets arrested again. Then someone mistakes him for a fish and tries to cook him. Then he's rescued by a dog. Then he finally goes to school. His buddy Candlewick lures him off to the land of boobies. The <laughs> land of boobies. Okay, so instead of... <laughs> Instead of Pleasure Island, oh. it's quite literally called the Land of Boobies. And when I was trying to explain this to my mum, she's like, surely it's Bobbies. I'm like, nope, B-O-O-B-I-E-S, where young boys can find pleasure and play all day. I kid you not. Was was Carlo Khalidi like a 12-year-old boy writing this book, writing this story for like a fictional writing task? Well, it was... It was like, um, you know how they used to write stories and mm. release a chapter a week in like a newspaper? Uh, yeah, right. That's yeah. how this was written. Oh, so it was, okay, well that kind of makes sense then because it is reading like just a series of short adventures. Yeah, it's sort of like this happens, next week this happens. Yeah, okay. Happens. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the land of boobies where they all end up turning into donkeys. Uh, then Pino Donkey is sold to a circus. Then he gets injured, so he's sold to a musician who wants to skin him. And so he tries Pino, He ties Pino Donkey to a rock and drowns him. So he dies again. So he's, he's died twice this, and nearly died about five other times. 
Disney and its whole like being dead but coming back to life thing is really bizarre. <laughs> I think that's the running theme so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but because the story never ends, Pinocchio is eaten by a shark mm-hmm. and turns back into a puppet. Yep. Makes sense. He swims away and is then swallowed by an asthmatic whale who swallowed Geppetto two years prior. They swim out and ride a fish to shore. Once there, Pinocchio makes out with the fish. Something, something. He's a real boy. The end. Yep. (laughs) Dear God. And thus ends the original story according to Stacey. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's originally a really dark... We think the movie, I don't know what you thought, but I thought the movie was really dark. The movie is incredibly dark. I think actually the one thing I sort of texted to you as I was watching it um, was that it's a really weird tonal shift from Snow White and the Seven Mm. Dwarfs, which did have a bit of darkness towards the end, but it was very sort of contained. Mm. um, And it was even sort of, I suppose, a more familiar darkness than what you know, kids might have encountered before. It's this, oh, no, it's the bad guy. She's trying to turn us into – she's trying to kill me by eating the apple. Yeah. Whereas this is, yeah, incredibly dark. I was incredibly – and I can't think of how I would have felt as a child, but as a full-grown adult, seeing the donkeys, I've yeah. never felt so afraid of a donkey. Yeah. That yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, and and also, like, it's it's – as an adult, I think it's really quite sad as well. Like, it hits home. This The terror and stuff is very palpable – um, as you're watching it, by these donkeys that were children, like it, yeah. yeah, it's it's really really scary. At the same time, I could name a few students who I'd like to send. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh. my god! So anyway, uh, so Disney, we're in 1940, mm. so we're um we're in World War Two here. Yep. Um, basically, this movie cost twice as much to make as Snow White, and barely. No, actually, it didn't make a profit. I was going to say it barely made a profit. It did not. Um, basically, because of the war, um, mm. they couldn't get it out into the European market. Yeah, so for sure. For it sure. cost just over two mil to make and mm. it made just under two mil. Wow. Yeah. So, and then the shares absolutely plummeted. I think they were $25 and they dropped to four. Wow. So, yeah. this was like the, the brink of Disney's collapse. Um, which actually gets worse when we get to the next movie. Um, but basically they weren't making any money. And so between this and um, Dumbo, because they couldn't really make a, a lot of um, feature films and make a lot of money off them, they started making a lot of propaganda for the war. Oh, um, okay. And, yeah, they were doing a lot of, like, pro-America stuff. You can find some um, – videos of like Donald Duck pretending to be Hitler and all kind yeah, of okay. stuff like that. And that's how they were making their money because they couldn't yeah. they couldn't make money doing this stuff. Which um unfortunately makes sense at the time, I guess. But yeah, it's it's still, you know, quite sad that that's the that's what they had to sort of turn to to keep afloat. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, so this is a this is a sort of the beginning of the very dark time for Disney, which is kind of crazy because we're only two movies in, so mm. it nearly ended as as quickly as it started. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, um, this movie did end up making a lot of money because, uh, in order to make money, because these films weren't making a lot of money, they decided to do a lot of re-releases. Yeah. So if you actually look at the history of any of these early movies, you find it was released in 1940. Yeah. Then it yeah. was re-released in 44, and then 50 mm. something, and then 60 something, and that's where they started generating all the money because yeah. there was no other way to watch these movies other than go to the cinema. Mm. Yeah. And so that became a huge money spinner. So then you get to the um, 70s, and all of a sudden we've got VHS. 
coming out and Disney was one of the few major um, film corporations who did not put their movies um, on video. Right. Because if we put things on video, we can't make money off free releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so in 1981, this came out on video and it was the second one. The first one they released was Robin Hood and then they released this and it was sort of like um, when they released them, the idea was still, we'll just make them really expensive so that only video stores can buy them. Right, yeah. So that yeah. instead okay. of like you going and buying it, you go and hire it and they still keep making money because wow. okay. you'll probably go see it in the cinema because you don't own it. Yeah. So the videos were $80. Oof. And that's like 200 and something dollars with inflation yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. it was 80 bucks to buy a video. Um, and so video stores bought them and rich people bought them or people who were just like, I love Pinocchio would buy them. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't really take that into account. So they ended up um, dropping them to $30 and this is the beginning of the Disney vault. Right. Okay. So it started with this, really. Yeah. So um, for those of you who might be a little bit young to know what that is, um, basically, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> we're at that age. Um, so the Disney Vault was basically Disney would release a film, so say Pinocchio, and it's thirty dollars. Get it now before it's gone, and it might only be on sale for maybe one or two months yeah, yeah, and then it will not be on sale again for like another seven or nine, seven to nine years. Mm, yeah. So it sort of creates this massive frenzy to go and buy these videos mm. because they won't be available again. Yeah. And the, the ads are all really guilty. It's like, you know, don't <laughs> disappoint your children for Christmas. Make sure you go and buy Cinderella. You, you know? don't want to be a bad parent. <laughs> <do> <laughs> um, so yeah, this was, this was number two. I find that it's funny that um, Robin Hood was first and not Snow White. Yeah, that seems like a really odd choice, mm. um, which I guess we'll probably explore again when we talk about Robin Hood. But yeah, yeah like from memory, like that doesn't have any sort of lasting impact on my memory. So I, no. I, I can't imagine why that would have been the first one to choose. No idea. Snow White ended up being like one of the last ones they released. Wow. And I'm almost tempted to say they waited for DVD, but I might be wrong there. But it was very much, mm. much later. Um, but, yeah, that kicked off this Disney vault, vault thing, which was like yeah, a okay. massive marketing scam mm. but also an ingenious way of making money because then the video would come out, everyone buys it, and then we get to DVD land and now you can buy the DVD, but then mm. we can re-release it with special features and then we can re-release yeah. it with Blu-ray and then we can re- and so And I seem to remember <laughs> that being part of the marketing tactic is it's like this is the you know, the the 70-year yeah. anniversary edition or something. And so, all that's yeah. different is the cover has yeah. 70 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it now. Uh, look at that cool foil. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so shiny. Um, yeah, so this is kind of like part of that, the origins of that history. Yeah. Um, not really worth waiting to launch that until we get to Robin Hood because Robin Hood's not that interesting a movie. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so this was number two. Um, it's also super topical to talk about Pinocchio right now mm. because did you catch the Academy Awards of this year? No, no I didn't. Watched? No, I yeah. didn't. No. <laughs> you and everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I feel um, bad now. <laughs> there was actually a film that was nominated for, I don't know if it won. Did it win? I don't think so. Um, But it was nominated for Best Costume and Best Effects. Yeah. Oh, Best Makeup and Hair Effects. And it was called Pinocchio. Ah, okay. And it's an Italian film and it's basically the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's much true, more true to the uh, story. Yeah, have a little, you have a little let me, Google. Let me have a quick yeah. Google. And it caught everyone by surprise because it was nominated and people have looked it up and it just it looks absolutely terrifying. It's Nightmare Fuel and it was nominated for an award and it kind of just flew under the radar because no one was watching movies in 2020. Um, Plus it's a foreign film. Yeah, right. So there is an upcoming stop motion. Yeah. Film. So it gets better. There are two other Pinocchio films in the making at the moment. So <laughs> we just love this little wooden fella, <laughs> yeah. don't we? So there is a stop motion film um, that is coming out in 2021. Um, it's got a pretty killer cast. Uh, the cricket is Ewan McGregor. The fairy, mm. fairy is Tilda Swinton. The fox and the cat is Christopher Waltz. And the dove is Kate Blanchett. The dove's the thing that gets eaten by the bird, I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. One thing I can't wait <laughs> to see is Kate Blanchett getting <laughs> eaten. eaten by a cat. And then uh, that's coming out on Netflix. Dear God. So I'm just looking at this 2019 <laughs> one. <laughs> it is nightmare fuel. The, 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 the makeup job or whatever on Pinocchio, if, the, if it's makeup or if it's um, mm. you know, CGI, is terrifying. Yeah. And you can sort of once you once you understand the the origin story, the book, mm. you can kind of understand why. But I think because in our psyche, Pinocchio is so cute. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to accept that that's kind of what he would have more looked like. Yeah, well, it's weird because I actually remember going into this movie. I actually remember more the live animated movie from '96 uh, starring um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Really? Did you see that one? No. Yeah, so that one is also a little bit nightmare inducing. Is that <laughs> Is that um sorry, is that anime? No, you said live. Is live it Disney? action, yeah. So it, uh, it's, I don't think it's Disney, but that's sort of what we're looking at there. That's Jonathan oh, Taylor Thomas. He's so kinda cute. He's kinda cute. He's kind of that mix between the cuteness we expect from Disney. the Disney and whatever this and, 2019 bloody And the nightmare Italian fuel that was is. nominated for two Academy Awards. <laughs> so then on top of that, so we've got that Italian one that came out in 2019. Yep. We've got Netflix is going to release one next year that's stop motion. With this Guillermo del Toro yes. attached to it, which I got to admit, I'm kind of excited by that. Um, And then on top of that, we've got a live action that Disney is filming. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So we've just had one. Netflix is making one and Disney is making one as well. And I'm pretty sure they're all going to be called Pinocchio. So yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that began filming in March this year. And in that one, Geppetto is Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. The coachman, I don't know who the coachman no is meant idea. to be, but is Luke Evans, who played Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Is the coachman the one that takes them to Pleasure Island? I guess. It's Which, not a huge role, though. No, it's not. But the, And also, we really need to stop calling it Pleasure Island, because that's just freaking <laughs> The land of boobies. Uh, land of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> um, the blue fairy is Cynthia Erivo, and I cannot wait. I just Hell yeah. the ground yeah. that woman walks on. And... JC, what? Are, oh, Jiminy Cricket is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, Speaking of <laughs> Christopher Nolan, oh films, man! Okay. Um, so that's coming out, and that's um, coming out on Disney Plus. Far out. So okay. Netflix has got one, Disney Plus has got one, and then Italy has got one. Right. So everyone loves this this story, and I don't know why. No, I really like. Uh, so, spoiler alert! I really did not love this movie. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah, but you know, it's the differences that make us unique. Yes. I just I found it really strange and like confused almost. But th- look, that's just me. Let's, actually, let's let's get in. I suppose get into it a little bit, should we? Like, yeah. So, um, songs that 
uh, you guys might recognize are probably When You Wish Upon a Star, which mm. is the theme for Disney. Yeah, it's um, the Disney fanfare now. Over the castle. Um, and also it plays like every five seconds. Have you been to Disneyland? No, I haven't. You hear it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, I don't think anything else is really popular. Maybe I've got no strings. Yeah, look, um, going into it. That was the only one, like, obviously, When You Wish Upon a Star, but if we ignore that one for a second, mm. um, Got No Strings is the only one I actually remembered at all. Yeah. Mm. Actually, oh, a really interesting fact here. Um, so at the time this was made, so the first three, which is Snow White, um, Pinocchio and Dumbo, mm. Disney didn't really have a music publishing arm because the songs were created for the film. They weren't meant, intended to be, like, massive pop hits. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, When You Wish Upon a Star exploded. Mm. Um, so the rights for this music in the first three films is owned by the Bourne Music Company, who also own the Irving Berlin catalogue. Ah. That means they own When You Wish Upon a Star, not Disney. (laughs) (laughs) And you can imagine the life regrets (laughs) that this company has, given it is the theme of Disney. Every movie they make that uses it, the theme park, mm. anytime you hear it, makes money for born music, not Disney. Which I suppose makes it even an even stranger choice. That, well, I mean, it, yeah, it makes it a strange choice that they would use it for the fan. And they didn't there. think, oh, pick something else. We're going to write something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they've tried to take them to court before and they've lost mm. um, because, you know, it's not like they're doing anything wrong. It was yeah, just, yeah. hey, we're really big. We'll take your music. And they're like, yeah, sure, have it because they're morons. Um, mm. And now they own When You Wish You Want to Star. Not to mention they own like Hi Ho and stuff, but no one really cares. I think it's just that song. If they could get that song back. Yeah. Um, and... They like this song came up when I was um, looking at it. I found the Family Guy version, uh, yeah, okay. which is like I need a Jew yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and guy. they did get sued for that. Um, and I think Disney won one arm of it and lost the arm and I, uh, other arm, and I can't remember. But yeah, if you want something really fun to look at, um, yeah, go look at the I need a Jew <laughs> <laughs> song from. Family guy. Oh dear. I can just imagine walking out of the the courtroom after this um this big trial where they've lost getting the rights back and the <laughs> representative from Born Music's just like, Hey, if you guys can make another movie real soon, we need to pay our legal fees. <laughs> so that'd be great. Thanks. Just even a short, you know, yeah, yeah. video. Just we just need that Um But yeah, speaking of the music, this uh did actually win Academy Awards. It won Best Original Score and Best Original Song for When You Push Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. Just okay. to rub the salt in yeah, the wound. Into the wound of Snow White. <laughs> um, now, Stackers, any crazy contracts that you're aware of for this movie? Uh, as far as I know, no. Yeah. Um, Cliff Edwards, who played Jiminy Cricket, was um, a famous, oh, like a famous singer at the time known mm. as Ukulele Ike. Okay. Which was um, interesting because they've never... To this point, used anyone like celebrities to voice their. You're right; they're just destroying your offers. Um, they've never used any famous people to voice characters in their films before this point. Right. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, he came in and, um, and voiced Jiminy Cricket. Um. So, for example, like Mickey Mouse for ages was voiced by Walt Disney. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the characters in films were generally um, voiced by people who worked in the studio. They weren't mm. people okay. who auditioned, unless it was like. The lead role, in which case they were unknowns, like yeah. Adriana Castellotti was no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was no and one remains no one, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, 
one thing I actually noticed about Jiminy Cricket is his voice is a lot higher than I remember it. Like yeah. He's, he's got a high, high voice. And, yeah. Um, I always thought when You Wish a Potter Star sat at a really sort of comfortable range, but then when I was listening to it and I was just sort of humming along, it no, it sits, it sits much higher than I remember it sitting. Yeah, I think when I think about that song, I imagine it in sort of a – not Frank Sinatra, pick someone who's older, but that sort of like baritone. Yeah, that's vibe though. Vibe. Yeah, like a crooner more than, yeah. than a, you know, a tenor. So, yeah. <laughs> But he's like proper, like falsetto, like would mm. be the, the tenor in a barbershop quartet. Yes, tenor, yeah, know? 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I found that really fascinating. Once again though as well, just before we, we jump into, um, you know, music and stuff like that, I – Notice that, again, there's no voice actors credited in this movie. At the end, yeah. yeah. at the end or at the start. Like a lot of animators, a lot of story by credits, but no uh, voice actors. And if you look on IMDb, all of them are listed, but they all say uncredited next to it because mm. they they didn't get credited. And I find it interesting in conjunction with that, they don't have to credit the original author of the story. So right. Snow White doesn't say based on the Grimm's brothers. This yeah. doesn't say based on... Carla, uh, Carlo Calidi, Carlos Calidi. Oh boy, uh, yeah, no, that. Um, and yeah, they don't, they can get away with it back then, I guess. Carlo Calidi, Carlo Calidi, yeah, and yeah, it'd be interesting to know more about that, actually. Yeah, how did they get away with that? Is because you know, Public the guys were dead or something? I don't know. Yeah, like how does that all work? That might be something interesting to look into. Because I feel like if you did that today, mm. you'd be executed for not mentioning. Yeah, hundred percent. Story, because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people would think, "Oh, Pinocchio is a Disney movie." Mm. Yeah, as opposed to you know, it's as a, it's a Carlo Calidi. Yeah. Novel, <laughs> <laughs> newspaper. What do you newspaper, call it? stories? Uh, like that, a serial? Serial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if any of our listeners know anything about public domain, feel free to let us know. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe don't, in case you tell us that our podcast is illegal and we have to. Yeah, no yeah. cease and desist, please. <laughs> Keep your cease and desist to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anything else about the movie that you noticed that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Mm, okay, there is a, a really there's a much easier way to summarize what this movie is, I feel. Like, you know, we read out the summary and all that sort of mm. stuff, but you could just say it is an hour and a half of Jiminy Cricket failing at the one job that he has. <laughs> you had one job. One job, man. <laughs> Every single time he acts his, as his conscience, he fails. Like, <laughs> I really liked that bit where um, Pinocchio's, you know, joined the puppet show and Pinocchio. Uh, Jiminy Cricket just kind of walks off all sad, like, I guess he doesn't need me anymore. Mm, oh, mm. actually, I want to say goodbye. Yeah, like, that's yeah, the only reason he yeah, goes back yeah, is to yeah, say goodbye. Yeah. Oh, I better, better wish him luck. Just... <laughs> oh, you've got the voice. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, uh, can, come on, Pinocchio. you got to listen to your conscience. <laughs> I also love that um, this film is set in Italy, yet no one has an Italian accent except, except for... the bad guy. Yes, Trom- the most Tromboli? Stromboli, the Stromboli. most racist <laughs> Italian accent. Everyone else is kind of a little bit accenty, but not really. But then Stromboli is like <laughs> really Italian. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only legitimate Italian is the bad guy. Yeah. Everyone else, if you're nice, you have an American accent. Yes, yeah, that's it. Good yeah. guys, American. Bad guys, Italian. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, so- I guess we'll go to um, a little mid-show break, and then mm. after this we'll talk about the songs. We'll see you in a sec. Great. Well, hello there, everyone. 
It's your conscience, Jiminy Cricket. I'm here to tell you that you should check out our Patreon. We have some exclusive content over there, and you know what? Producing a podcast is not free, so we would appreciate the support. Anything you can uh, throw our way, so you can check that out at DDD with Stackers and Will, or check us out on Facebook at Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. We would also like to thank our current Patreon, Natalie Rowe. Ha ha! Wait, no, I think I went Mickey there. <laughs> <laughs> And that could be the end of the break. I think keep that in, actually. Okay, I think we need to do all our Patreon um, mid-breaks as a character from the show now. Yes, yes. Good luck doing Dumbo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Okay, so I suppose now's the time when we jump into the the songs. Um, just before we do, though, it's probably worth mentioning, um, based on some feedback we've received from our listeners so far, and, and thank you everyone who has taken the time to send us some feedback, we may not choose to discuss every single song in the movie. Is that, mm. is that how we're feeling at the yeah, moment? Yeah, we probably could have left out. Yeah, it didn't add anything to our podcast except more time for you to listen to our voices. Something that uh, my friend Shelley mentioned to me was that we didn't say what song won for the movie. Oh, yeah, true. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really good point. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll do a poll and pop it, up, pop it on Facebook, I think. Yeah, um, the current winner is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, let's get started with the first one, When You Wish Upon a Star. Upon a star, your dreams come true. Yeah, I got something in my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when you wish upon a star, what are you, your thoughts on that, Stackers? I didn't realize that this song is mostly credits. Yeah, yeah. I had a completely different memory in my head of him singing out a window. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, okay. That is really weird. That's a that's actually called an that's a that's an effect. I can't remember what the effect is, but where we both have the the wrong memory but the same memory. Well, he does it at the end, doesn't he? I think we may have stolen it from that. Does he sing a reprise at the end? I think Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's say he does because yeah. that's how we've sort of come up with this. But yeah, no, I 100% with you. I, I totally thought he sang the whole thing sitting at a window. Yeah. And instead you see him sing the last like five bars. Yeah. And he's sitting on top, on of, top the book. of the book. Yeah. We, again, it has that book opening that mm. Snow White had. Um, I don't think Dumbo has it from memory, but we'll get to Dumbo. I can't so, remember the last time I watched Dumbo, but yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's strange that they've done this two movies in a row now. Um, well, I, lo- I guess it's not strange. It kind of makes sense. But, well, yeah. it makes sense and it becomes a total trope. What I just love is that DreamWorks did everything they cared, could to like tear apart Disney when they did Shrek, <laughs> yeah. and now Disney owns Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Shrek is a Disney princess. <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, I my ratings for this one were music four, lyrics four, animation one because it's pretty much all credits, mm-hmm. and um, contribution to story two. Yeah. So as a as a quite similar, um, I thought the music was four. I think the music's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful mm. track. Um, and obviously, it's very sort of um, earwormy because it became the Disney song, and mm. they obviously um, they obviously agreed with us there. I put lyrics at a two for that one because um, I just I, they weren't overly 
complicated and they don't need to be, I guess, but it just seemed very repetitive and, and sort of samey for me. Um, animation. Yeah. I put that as a one as well, because like we said, it's, it's over the credits and, um, not much really interesting happens. Mm. I suppose I haven't actually talked about what I mean by animation and Angie actually asked me what I was, what we were talking about when we talk about what we mean by animation and all Mm. that sort of stuff. And I guess just for future reference, when I talk about animation, I'm rating it sort of the blocking and what's actually happening on screen at the time. How about yourself? How are you approaching that one? Yeah, I sort of think of it as an animator or a group of team of animators are handed this song and Mm. said, you know, we sort of need to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah, yeah. And how well did they deal with that idea? Yeah. And I think last last episode we got a bit stuck with like we know what's coming and we need to be more objective about it. Yeah, for you sure. did you did point that out um mm. so that we can just go like how well do they deal with the content that they were given yeah. to to animate. Yeah, awesome. Um and then yeah, con- contribution to the overall story, I just I put it as a one because again it doesn't it's just it's just the credits. Mm. And yeah, it, it mentions the whole wishing on a star thing, but you could take it out and it would be the exact same movie. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think I gave it four for lyrics because for me it is probably one of the most spectacular encapsulations of what it means to wish and hope and I just can't think of a single song that competes with it on that level and that's probably the reason that it is the Disney theme. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just everything about wonder and hope and wishing yeah. in one song just so beautifully articulated. Yeah, okay. No, I think you've put that really well. Um, and that's certainly, yeah, certainly a valid thought. Yeah, mm. 100%. No, I think that's um, – and it's interesting that we – yeah, like it's good that we have these slightly differing opinions. Yeah. yeah, I get that it doesn't introduce any characters or anything, but, yeah, I just sort of went that way with my lyric vote. No, beautiful, yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, that's When You Wish Upon a Star. Um, there is – I'm I'm pretty sure there is a reprise at the end there as well. It's pretty much the exact same thing, so we don't need to discuss any reprises yeah. or anything. Next up we have... Um, Little Wooden Head. Little Wooden Head, go play your part. Bring a little joy to every heart. Little do you know, and yet it's true, that I'm mighty proud of you. I still can't remember how this goes. I've immediately forgot it. I origi- I always think of is it Little Wooden Heart by Elvis? Dun, uh, dun, 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 I actually dun, don't know. Dun, 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 dun. It's something about a wooden heart. Anyway, yeah. that's what I always think this song is, and it's completely not right. And I've oh, I just watched it. You just watched it. We've yeah. already forgotten yeah. how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I rated it as I watched it. So um, so I, that that's I have ratings for it, but I, I don't. <laughs> I genuinely do not recall this song. All right, what'd you give it? Uh, so for music, I gave it a two. Uh, lyrics, I gave it a two. Uh, animation, I gave it a three because I thought it was actually quite interesting because he's dancing around the the toy shop. There's a lot of like clockworky type yeah. things happening. Um, so it was a little bit interesting to watch. And then contribution to overall story, I gave it a two because yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of introduces what he's about, who Geppetto is, and what he wants. Yeah, I was similar. Music and lyrics, I gave two. Animation, I gave this a five. Yeah, okay. I yep. thought what they had achieved with all the different styles of Clark, like the the mother yeah, that smacks yeah, her little yeah. boy on the butt and goes every two mm. seconds, I thought it was so clever. Yeah. Um, and also the the foley that goes with this, with all the different sounds of the clocks going off, I just thought it was one of the most brilliant pieces of animation. And it's just so pretty. This mm. film is so pretty. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's something um, that I noticed, even from the very first frame, is that 
the they really um, dialed into their stylistic animation because mm. I think the things that look the best in Snow White are the dwarves probably yeah um, and the way that they're animated and, and characterized and I think that the that, that sort of style that they've then transferred over to um, like Geppetto as a more human character um, at Jiminy Cricket and and Pinocchio it's just it looks so much cleaner and nicer. Mm. Geppetto's actually based on the guy that animated him. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's, like, images you can find of him in a mirror um, and the he's got his, like, paper and pad next to him and he's literally, like, animating himself. He looks yeah, so right. much like Geppetto. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The only animation that I think doesn't really work for me as a whole in this movie is the Blue Fairy. And I think it's just yeah. um, any time they try and make someone look too human, it doesn't quite work and it mm. falls into that whole Uncanny Valley area. Yeah, actually that sort of goes into the snow. She looks a lot like Snow White in terms yeah. of like yeah. you said um, last episode, oh, she looks a bit off in certain scenes. Yeah. Actually just Google image her and you find all the still frames. She does look really weird. Yeah. And yeah. the Blue Fairy kind of ventures into that. Yeah. Framework. And maybe it's because they're female and they're just not as good at animating. Yeah, look, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I think overall the animation is quite stunning in this. Um, yeah. And the cat as well, the Figaro. <gasps> oh, Figaro is Beautiful, so stunning. Cute. Stunning, stunning animation. Eat the fish. Eat the damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sorry, this just raises another point. <laughs> Did you notice how horny this movie is? Uh... Like... Jiminy Cricket is trying to come on to every single female character in this movie, whether it's a is clock it? part or like, you know, like the, the little, the milkmaid in the clock, he's like, ha, ha, ha. he tries to follow her in the house. Anytime the blue fairy comes down, he's like, oh, 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 hello. <laughs> like it's, it, it's just. The origin story for Lumiere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never noticed that. I yeah. mean, like I remember when he, he's watching. Geppetto do something or other and he leans on the butt of the yeah, yeah. like the female statue thing that's next to him and he sort of freaks out and gets all embarrassed. Yeah, that was really yeah. cute. Like how do you come up with ideas like that? I don't know. The, the animation in this whole workshop just blows my mind. Mm, it's so yeah. cool, the and ideas they have. You're right. The clocks that they've got and the different like things that are happening in the clocks are really stunning. Yeah. yeah. So I, was, I may have been a bit harsh with my uh, judgment in that one, but, oh. yeah, it's – um. It is. It's beautiful and all the stuff. Like the, the drunk guy that's hanging out and like the yeah. – yeah, that sort of stuff is really cool. It's so cool. If you haven't seen this movie in a while, just look up Little Wooden Head and just look at the animation in there. It's yeah. just so cool. It's worth a look, 100%. All right. On to Give a Little Whistle. Woohoo! When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. I remember this song plaguing me when I was a kid. I was probably in grade five or six and my singing teacher gave me and Jody, who I used to sing, uh, do singing lessons with, this song. Yeah. I couldn't and still can't whistle. <laughs> like now I can whistle, but it's a range of like five notes. So I'd be like, give a little whistle. <laughs> give a little whistle. <laughs> So cruel. I, yeah, I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I couldn't whistle when I was younger, and then I spent so long determined to whistle that I actually learned how to do it. So really? I, I respect you. 
<laughs> I, no, I empathise with you, I should say. Um, <laughs> it's like I taught myself how to raise one eyebrow by like sitting in front of the mirror and holding down my right eyebrow and just training it to go by itself. And then I was like, I could train the other one, but it was so much effort training the first one. I was like, that'll do. <laughs> so long as I can give it to one person yeah. from one side, that's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> um, so give a little whistle. I rated this one. Um, music was a three. Um, lyrics were a two. Uh, animation was a three and contribution to overall story was a three. Cool. I was a little different. Yep. Um, music and lyrics I gave three. Animation I gave five. Mm-hmm. And um, contribution I gave three. Yeah. Um, because this, this is when Jiminy's trying to tell Pinocchio how to like rely on him. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're ever in trouble... Give a whistle. Uh, and then he whistles into the hat and lets it go. Yeah. And then Pinocchio, <laughs> and Pinocchio tries, tries it, happens. it Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, again, I had so much fun. All the stuff that happens in this workshop, I just thought was so cute. I also thought it was amusing because I could see there were only five songs in this show, mm. in this movie. I keep saying it like it's a musical. Um, <laughs> there's only five songs. This is song number three and we're only 22 minutes in. Yeah, I noted that too. It just powers through yeah. the songs. All songs are done by 39 minutes, 25 crazy yeah which is less than halfway through the movie it's got frozen syndrome yeah except the songs are good yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i I sort of mean it hasn't got that bloody fixer-upper moment where it's just like we needed a song (laughs) (laughs) this will do (laughs) oh you heard it here first folks (laughs) pinocchio better music than frozen (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah, no, this is this is super cute, but yeah, it just gives me PTSD about being ten and not being able to whistle. Yeah, I, I just find like all of these songs, except for maybe when you wish upon a star, they all sound very similar, and so I got kind of bored with them fairly quickly. Like, give a little whistle. Yeah, it is kind of cute, but at the time, I remember it sounding a lot like Little Wooden Head, and okay. then I remember um, Got No Strings sounded very similar again. So I don't know. I just, I really like these three songs, Star, Whistle and String. So mm. I think they're very different in my head. <laughs> I can't remember how Little Wooden Head is, so I can't make a comment yeah, on yeah. that. I have no idea how it went. I just remember the puppet being like, doink, 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 in it. That's all I remember. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Um, on to the next one. Yeah, I've got no strings. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, because I'd written high diddle DD and then I wrote next to it, only goes for 30 seconds. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's actually a good point to sort of mention. Uh, have I mentioned that yet, this podcast? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that we're That we are going to choose, pick and choose what we cover. Mm. High diddle DD, not getting covered. Mm-mm. Sorry if that's your favourite song. Even though it actually goes for a while, it's just no lyrics. Like, no, but there's also a lot of like reprises. And it just it, comes back and comes yeah. back and comes back. Yeah. So when we say that like all the music's done by half less than halfway through, there is a couple of reprises and a couple of them are high diddly D. Um, but it's like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, here we go again. Off we go. Hi diddly D. All right. I've got no strings. Got no strings. I am going to be quite brutal. I hate this song. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Podcast over. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Why? Yeah, I find it really irritating, but also like there's no, there's I feel like there's nothing to it. 
but it just <laughs> the gets so. Comes out and then the Russians start. Dancing. Look, sorry, animation. I gave it four out of five. Okay, I think, okay. I think the, the 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 setting and the Corey and all that sort of stuff is very fun and very funny. Yeah, but the song itself is so. Oh my god! <laughs> I just could not even. Oh, he's so cute. I've got no strings to hold me. That just reminded me of what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so... And then, like, I love when she comes down. She's like, "You've got no strings." <laughs> I just, it gets. It's one of okay. So I think my reason for hating it is a little, probably a you little bit children. unfair. I I hate happiness. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, it gets stuck in your head. But there's nothing to it. There's no complicated lyrics. It's just it's the it's the same like melody. Like it's just yeah. So I gave it a two for music. Okay. I gave it a one for lyrics. I gave it a four for animation because it is a really fun sequence and the little Russian guy's coming out and then he's oh, trying to so do the same cool. thing. As, yeah. yeah. Um, and then contribution to story. I gave it a one. I do not like it. I gave it three for music and lyrics because I just think it does its job very well. Mm-hmm. I gave it four for animation because it's pretty awesome. And I gave it two for contribution because the point is uh, he's just doing a show number. It's yeah. a show number. And yeah. also it's cute because it's about having no strings and mm. that is quite literally the weird situation he's in. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I gave it two. So that's um... – <sighs> That's all the music. And that's the whole – and then it's like an hour of weird stuff weird after Weird stuff, it. yeah. I, um, I really did enjoy this film, though. I enjoyed um, sort of how dark it got. I found the donkeys absolutely terrifying. Mm. I feel like there's something else I found really scary in it, and I can't remember what it was. Um, not enough boobies. No, no, no. Land of boobies um, – <laughs> Sans boobies. Yeah. You know, and like Pinocchio gets drunk and high. And- yeah. It is – actually, it is a very sort of like um, – tobacco heavy movie there's a lot of yeah. pipe smoking there's a lot of cigar smoking i'm really confused by what they were trying to say with this movie cuz i mean not not every movie has a message and all this sort of stuff but this feels like a, they came in and into it with a very clear agenda where they're like we have to tell a story about how if you don't listen to your dad or if you're not nice to your dad and you don't have a conscience you're going to Turn into a donkey. Turn into a donkey. Mm. If you smoke cigars, if you drink beer, you are going to turn into a donkey. Yeah. It, it just It's a very strange sort of message to try and get across. Yeah, I and it's interesting because I sort of thought, oh, okay, you know, Pinocchio gets really sick mm. and so it's sort of like, you know, don't do this. But then on the other hand, his mate is fine. Yeah. So is it just because he's a loser that he gets sick and the cool kid is fine with it? Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah. You will be cool if you can drink beer. Like hold your liquor like a man. Almost. Yeah, like it's very <laughs> he inhales the cigar. He practically like eats it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I do remember watching this movie as a kid and looking at that and going, "That's so cool," <laughs> and it's just not. No, <laughs> like it's it is. Really it's not. weird. It's um, it's strange, and it's just another thing that I'd sort of written down is that the movie has a lot of really sort of. And maybe this is just me looking at it through a t- like a 21st century lens, but it has a lot of really questionable things that are being said about um, adult-child relationships almost. Like there is there is lines that I wrote down. The guy who's trying to collect the boys to take them to Pleasure Island, yeah. he says it like this, I'm collecting stupid little boys and I takes them to Pleasure Island <laughs> and they never come back as 
boys. Like, it's just all really icky and kind of gross. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, it could be worse. I am collecting these boys and taking them to the land of boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and they never come back as little boys. <laughs> Would you rather that, Will? No, I, you know what? I actually don't know what I'd rather. Let's <laughs> let's just leave it as it is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's look, that's um, that's kind of yeah, that, everything that's we have to say it. about. Um, a bit of a shorter episode today. Yeah, a, a lot of um underwater animation, which I don't think is done particularly well. It's interesting. Jiminy Cricket keeps changing color underwater. Yeah, when it's okay. far away, he's really mm. pale green, and when it's up close, it's clearly a different animator. Um, yeah. and it's he's a lot darker. There's just a lot of inconsistency there. Mm. Mm. Um, but you know, a big effort to try and do in 1940 to yeah. animate people underwater. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, but that that's kind of it. It's I think it's very beautiful. It's very dark. It's probably one of my I, I find a much more interesting story than Snow White, mm, yeah, and actually yeah. a much more interesting story than most Disney movies because no, it's that's not a fair. Yeah. princess that wants to fall in love. Um, Pin- Pinocchio is a little shit in it though. Mm, he does yeah. sort of annoy me about how stupid. It's it's interesting in the in the book. He's he's just um a really really naughty. Um, disrespectful young boy, whereas yeah. in this, he's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, and I actually, I wrote that down. The why questions really grated on me after a while. And I get that he's a newborn and he's trying to learn and all this sort of stuff. But every time someone says something, he goes, "Why?" I'm like, oh, "Just, just do what I j- just follow the instructions." <laughs> it just flashed back to teaching. It's like, yeah. you know what? Because I've asked you to move seats. <laughs> I'm always like, simple instruction, simple instruction. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All Um, right. But you know what that makes it time for? Angie's Anecdotes. (laughs) I know that she's out there and she can probably hear us saying (laughs) it. She's probably hating it. Um, So uh, Angie had a lot of things to say about this movie. I don't think she liked it much either. <laughs> um, but the one thing she did have to say that I thought was uh, very, very funny um, was, so there's Pinocchio's getting uh, getting ready to be sent off to school by Geppetto. Mm-hmm. And Geppetto hands him an apple to give to his teacher and his book. Angie's uh, reaction was thus. Imagine as the teacher, what if you did get apples from your kids every day? The fuck would you do with them? <laughs> Not where I thought that was heading. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I think that wraps us up. It does. That's Pinocchio from 1940. Um, A bizarre movie. But a very beautiful movie Mm. with a beautiful score. The score is beautiful. It's not a lot of songs, but the score is beautiful. Visually, it's beautiful. And Jiminy Cricket isn't smashed to death with a hammer. No, no. That does happen in a later Disney movie. Something very similar happens, which I won't tell you in case you haven't seen Spoiler. it. Spoiler. No. No, no, no. I won't tell you. But it does make me wonder if they took inspiration for that event from... <laughs> we missed our opportunity yeah, yeah. in Pinocchio. Let's kill the you fucker in this one. You know what we need one. to yeah. fix? <laughs> 
we didn't smash Jiminy Cricket. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. But um, look, um, that's, uh, what's, what's next, Stackers? What's next for us? Next up, we've got Dumbo. Dumbo. And what year was that released? 1941. 1941. So really quick turnaround from mm. Pinocchio to Dumbo. Yeah. Um, what was the song that won? Oh, yeah. I have a feeling it's When You Wish Upon a Star. Uh, and the winner for this episode was... Give, Give a, a Little, little whistle. whistle. And always let your conscience be your guide. And always let your conscience be your guide. Woohoo! <laughs> we both just tried to fail in whistling. Bye! Bye! <laughs>